Hello, everyone. You listen to J Movie Talk as I'll be talking to Movie Street Smart. I could get you an interview with a Times Square pimp. In 2,000 words, I am going to look into this man's skull. Man. Jonathan Fisher is a reporter with a deadline. Why is it that I can't get anybody to talk to me out here? Look, I gotta go. He's about to get a dangerous idea. This is fantastic. Where'd you get all this stuff? Easy. You made it up. Now he's crossing the line between fact and fiction. To Tyrone. And his lie has landed him in the middle of a murder investigation. Bail is set at $250,000. Mr. Smalls can make bail. Make him an expert on you. I want everybody to know he wrote that story about you. Jonathan Fisher. Jonathan, right, right, right. I will show you the streets, brother. Jonathan Fisher has a lot to learn. I take the bread. Take it easy. Yeah? Absolutely no one refuses to comply with my subpoenas or withholds evidence from my court. Remove the prisoner. He thinks he's tough enough. You're gonna write them notes that everybody's been asking for. But then you're gonna say that on the day that that dude bought it, you and I were in Rockaway somewhere having a hot dog. If you tamper with evidence, if I even think you're tampering with evidence, I'm gonna put you so far away you won't even remember what the streets look like. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna get you. But he better wise up fast. Because there's only one way to survive on the streets. I'll blow your brains out right now. I'm dead. You're dead. Christopher Reeve, Morgan Freeman, Street Smart. And I am back uh, after taking a little bit of a hiatus, but I'm back to talk about the movie Street Smart. Um, and I am not alone on this. Um, guys, pretty much. He's almost becoming like a regular co-host on this podcast. And I'm talking about one, Mr. Jeff from Jeff versus the world. How you doing, sir? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, sir? Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, I know everybody missed you. I know I missed you. It's, I always get back and sit and listen to the episodes, especially the ones that I'm not on. And, you know, I was missing that. But I got to hear you doing your Atlanta thing, you and Chris. So that was good. Yeah. So, you, you know, I mean, I, I take them little hiatuses. I mean, it wasn't planned. It's just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm put I'm put on the back burner for for a few weeks, but I'm back. We're gonna close out the month of April, uh, with some some interesting movies. <laughs> and first up is the movie that we're gonna talk about here, uh, Street Smart, which uh came out in 1986, seven. Wait a minute, which year was this? I don't even know. It was 85. 85? No, it wasn't 85. Uh, 87. Yes, 1987. Seven. Yeah. Oh, so we 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 have already what Superman two, two Superman three, Superman three came out already. I believe all the Supermans have come out by this point. Oh man, this is <laughs> I'm trying to get away from it, Christopher Reeve. I well, want to do something else. Well, actually, Superman four came out the same year. So, <laughs> that, so yeah, yeah, he moved it on it better. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, no, it don't. Good. <laughs> you should have stopped it too, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you really should have. But I mean, you, if he stops it too, we don't get Richard Pryor trying to be a trying to be a terrible <laughs> villain or whatever the hell he was trying to Brainiac. Be. That's what he was supposed to be. <sighs> you know, you know, one of these days I'm gonna have to do a Richard Pryor movie, and I'm talking about one with him and Gene Wilder because I ain't touching you. Well, you already know. 
So that I don't think no respectable podcast would ever touch that one movie of his. So, what movie is that we're talking about? Uh, let's just say it's JoJo Dancer. No, no, not JoJo Dancer. <laughs> I mean, I'm being serious. I mean, what's what's that one movie we're talking about? Because I may touch it. No, you you look. I, you know, I think Shahid would would. Stop oh, <laughs> oh, oh you're talking about the one I just tweeted about. You said, yeah, no, no, Hell no, no podcast better ever do that movie, especially Hell a no. black podcast. Hell no. So, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, as we kind of talk about, I've been thinking like, yeah, maybe I should touch one of his good movies. Like, maybe it would be bad. Um, uh, a him and Gene Wilder uh, month. Yeah. Cause I mean, what they did, three movies together, I think. Three or four, I can't remember. But they kind of all. The only bad thing about they kind of once you get the bit, it's kind of like they kind of keep going with the same bits. Yeah, you may just have to do a Richard Pryor month and just add the best one that they did, whichever one you feel that is. But I don't know. You know, stir crazy probably. Yeah, probably. Maybe stir crazy. Throwing busting, (laughs) busting looses. Oh, what? what Hey, busting loose. It's an underrated movie. Yes, it is. It is a super underrated. <laughs> and then just might do moving just for, for giggles. Because that, that, <laughs> that man was furious at that movie. <laughs> uh, but but we're not here to talk about Richard Pryor. I mean, we could, but that's not what this podcast is about. Even though Morgan Freeman look-wise do have some Richard Pryor-ish <laughs> about it. But yeah, uh straight. Oh. Street smart. Street smart. Um, this was supposed to be Christopher Reeves. Uh, you know, him saying, "Look, I am an actor. You will take me seriously now. I am not Superman. I am an actor. I am Christopher Reeves." But some dude, Morgan Freeman, said, "No, nah, buddy, y'all gonna y'all gonna know my name after this." Um, but my first question to you: When was the first time you saw this movie? Street smart. Oh. It, I don't know. I can't even tell you. It was years ago and it was on TV. Um, I didn't see it on DVD till a lot later, but uh, I know the first time I saw it was on TV, so you know it was kind of cut for TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I actually saw the real uh, DVD, the actual film, I want to say I was like 20, 22, 23, somewhere around there. So, um, uh, yeah. This has been a while. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I okay. I think like the first time I saw it had to probably be it probably be like seven or eight years ago. It was on I wanna say I forgot exactly. It was it was on some uh premium channel. It, I, I know it was an HBO. I almost want to say it was Showtime or something like that, but when I saw this, I was like, wait a minute. What the hell is Morgan Freeman playing a pimp? <laughs> like, like, what is this? And Christopher Reed just being, ugh. you know, it's like, okay, this is this is different. And, right. and then when I kind of, you know, started like looking into it, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Morgan Freeman was actually nominated for an Oscar for this. And yes. When, when you realize it, like, this was the movie that, like, Put him on the map as far as like Hollywood saying, "Hey, we want to cast him in things because he got it." 
Uh, yeah, after this, he pretty much had the juice. Yeah. Um, and it, it's wild that, you know, it took this, again, for a black person, it took this type of role, him being a pimp, for people to recognize, no, this dude can really act out. He's really out here doing this thing. Um, the performance, I thought, was phenomenal. He, he clearly was, it was him and everybody else. He was like, come along for the ride. Um, and I think that just showed how strong of an actor he is. Yeah. And and what's funny about this, because I, I mean you'll get a kick out of this because of the fact that you and Shahid just did Lethal Weapon. Um the fact that in real life Morgan Freeman was 50 when this movie when he made this movie. You know, if you was to tell me that a couple of years ago, I wouldn't believe you. I would say he was 40. I wouldn't say he was 50. Which is crazy. Which which is crazy because you know, like like the whole running joke about the first lethal weapon is that they got Daddy Glover playing fifty. This 50, man is not fifty. Hit forty years old, and I'm just like, <laughs> what in the world? So yeah, the fact that this man is is fifty in this movie, his his career did not really, you know, take off like crazy into his early fifties. Mm-hmm. And you know, we talk about that a lot of times. How, but it's usually women; they reach a certain age and then they get on. But it's 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 it happens for men too, where you know you get old—not old, but you become older, fifties or you know late forties—and then it's like, oh no, you on now? Like, shit! Look at all this work I did before then. Come on now. Yeah, I mean. Like off the top of my head, it's almost like Morgan Freeman, Sam Jackson, and what J.K. Simmons, <laughs> or like those. And um, your boy from um, Better Call Saul. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, y- yeah, yeah, yeah. So like th- them, those four. Like it wasn't to like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm not hitting my prime until I'm I'm in my late forties, early fifties. Mm-hmm. I'm That's on now. Like what? Yeah, that's not supposed to happen like that. Yeah, it's not, but it happens because I mean, once people, especially with J.K. Simmons, because once people figured it out, it was like, oh, you he always working there. Yeah, well, I mean, anytime see, okay, if you're a certain if you're a certain age or or know like J.K. Simmons career, you say his name. Unfortunately, I think about Oz and it's like, ugh, that man was was ridiculous. It's like, how the hell? Like, ugh. When it comes to him, but he he got some roles now, but but that Oz shit will always linger in the back of my mind whenever I see him. Yeah, but, hey, man, it's funny. We it's funny that all those people that wear Oz and now it's like, oh shit, you wear Oz, Oz and the Wire, Oz yep. the Wire, and he well, no, I wouldn't even say because Sopranos no, it's like that was just a niche thing. Yeah, because most of those characters stayed in the same type of movies, kind of, sort of. Yeah. They so, never kind of went to anything else, but, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But Oz and Wyatt, them, them, them things, they produce some, some actors. But um, <laughs> the uh, the cast for this, I mean, we already talked a little bit about, you got Christopher Reeves, we already talked about Morgan Freeman. Uh, Kathy Baker as Punchy, which we're going to talk about. <laughs> we're going to talk about her. Uh, you got Mimi Rogers as Allison. That woman, she went through it in this damn movie. Um, for no reason. Well, 
Well, we we gonna talk about it for no reason at all. The way the movie was depicted, the way they showed us, she didn't deserve any of that shit. Especially what happened to her at the end. That didn't she, she deserved it at yeah, all. That was, that was messed up. But uh, probably the biggest surprise of somebody showing up in this movie is Anna Marie Horsford, good old Craig's mama herself. <laughs> Young. Yes. <laughs> Once I heard her voice, I was like, "Oh yeah, Craig mama's in this." She come here talking shit. Yeah, always talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, but okay, I never understood they relate. Are they supposed to be like brother and sister, or is he or she one of his his women? That's his woman. That's his. That's his woman. Woman. Yeah, that's his woman. Okay. Because remember, she got she got mad. She was like, "Oh, if it was any other bitch, you would you would do something about it." Because it's her. I know you fucking her. And let me find out. Like, no mama will act like that. A sister or brother act like that about that. That's that's a woman right there. That was his woman. Yeah, but she looked like she was like she was on that on that crack or something because the way she was looking. So it's like no, was, she was just young, just waking up. Like she he said, because you look tired. He's like, I was she like she is basically his partner. Okay. All right. But but this cast is interesting because I mean, all the major players in this movie, you see we've seen them in other stuff, but seeing them here is like Huh, this is interesting seeing them in these in this movie together. Yeah. So, um, the movie basically is about the fact that the character that Christopher Reeve played, Jonathan Fish, who had he's a reporter, and scammer. <laughs> yes, he scammed, <laughs> he scammed his way into being on TV to have his own TV show off of a lie. And kept the lie going throughout the whole movie. What 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 did Slim tell uh, Ava in the wire? At this point, don't it really don't make no difference. <laughs> we we go fight on this lie. We go down. We go fight on this lie. Whatever. Man, look, this is insane. And I'm sorry, I cut across. You go ahead. Just go ahead. Give them the synopsis. Well, no, I mean, I, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, Jonathan Fisher, he's this, you know, he kind of this lowly reporter who got this, like, this little segment where he'd be out on the street, like, basically catching people, and it's called Street Smart. And he decides, like, okay, how can I boost my career? Let me write this, let me write this story. His original story, he wanted to write about some damn construction nonsense, which is Oh, wait a minute. Did I watch the movie wrong? I thought it was he was a reporter. And remember, they went to the dinner and it was like, oh, we got to get you on TV. You got a face with TV. You look good and all this stuff. And then because of the because of the the, the fake pimp story, he got street smart. Well, hmm. maybe I'm maybe, hmm. now, now you got me thinking. Like, yeah, we're very professional here. <laughs> yeah, I think you got it wrong. I think he got he got street smart okay. because of the uh thing, and that's not come. I'm like, because that's why the dude at that dinner he was like, "Oh, you just got a face for TV and all this good stuff." But I thought he was doing that segment before that. Okay, well, all right, maybe I, I maybe uh, hey, people yeah. will correct us. Yeah, yeah, like I said, we'd be a real professional, right? <laughs> they, they probably like, did they watch the damn movie? <laughs> Shit. Maybe I watched it wrong. Hold on. While you talking, I'll be you know making sure one of us is right. All right. So, but I mean, but anyway, uh, at the beginning, he's meeting with his boss, good old Ted, and 
he trying to, you know, push this whole construction story thing. And it's like, man, by no damn construction. Like, what else is out there? So off the top of his head, he just started rambling some bullshit about, oh, uh, a pimp, you know, making a, you know, a piece, you know, living the life of a pimp and all this. And for some reason, Ted gets all fascinated by this. And it's like, okay, give me something by Monday. And then it's like, oh, shit. I actually got to. I gotta come up with something. So he actually goes out. Yeah, you know, on the, I, the way I said it is how it happened. Okay. So he he goes out on the street, and which is some of the funniest stuff ever. He actually goes out there, and he's trying to like hit up this one pimp and everything. Just trying to hey man, he's like man, I don't want to talk to you. Like, hey, like get away from my mouth, cut you into pieces. <laughs> it's like what? Shit. Yeah, it's like wait a minute. So. He ends up running up on your girl, good old punchy Kathy Baker, and you know he trying to. I mean, his story of him trying to get in with her to get to her pimp it made sense, but the way she was looking, the man was like, "Yeah." Oh, he he was sprung as soon as he saw her. <laughs> he was nose was wide open, and my whole thing was. In the beginning of the movie, it seemed like that he he was struggling. He was in, I guess, one of those ruts where he wasn't writing anything good. Mm -hmm. So basically, his bosses won't pay attention to him. They were kind of like, yeah, whatever. So that's when you say he was making up bullshit about the pimp or whatever stuff like that. So when he meets Punchy, the chemistry is there. That's one thing I can say. As far as the actor and actress. You see, they have great chemistry on air, and I'm pretty sure they you know test well together when they put them behind the camera and stuff. Because you just see, because almost they almost felt more like a couple more than him and his actual girl. Mm -hmm. But he is very smitten by her, and you could tell just a little smirk, smiling at her. He's very interested in her. He's interested in basically how she got into this life and stuff. So it's more of a thing of. This man got a whole girlfriend living with him, but he he he, he like he about might 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 tiptoe out there for a minute. Well, I don't know. We gotta wait and see. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, wait and see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, he he asked her like, "Yeah, like, uh, what about your your man?" She's like, "I don't have no man. You know, it's just me." I'm like, "All right, Maggie Jill Hall in the deuce. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't got no man. All right, all right." He knows it's kind of bullshit too. He was like, "You don't have nobody watching your back, protecting you, or anything like that." So, so she get up and leave, and he just sitting there, got this old shit-eating grin on his face, like, yeah, "Uh, uh, you know why? Don't don't leave out that poor part." She's like, "Oh, you still owe me sixty dollars?" Yes. <laughs> shit, it's for a conversation. And she's uh. like, "Next time, I give you some advice. And when you look looking for somebody, ask for Punchy." So, yeah, she kind of like him too. You could tell. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I'm gonna I'm go out on the. I'm gonna say this right now. I usually save it towards the end, but Kathy Baker is, is actually my favorite character in this movie. After watching it again, she because she she had the hardest role to play. Like especially that second act, she has the hardest role to play. And she uh, played. Yeah, it was it was inter her her story was interesting. Um, Because at first she had to play like, no, I'm independent. You know, I'm out here doing my own thing. And then it's like, well, no, I'm really work for um, Fast. Uh, what's his name? Fast Black. 
Fast Black. Then it's like, oh no, Fast Black on my ass. He's back her. <laughs> that shit came out of nowhere or whatever. And then she had to play, I'm scared. I want to get out this life. And it was like, it was interesting to watch because she, you know, almost in every act, she was playing a different character. Yes. Or yeah. she was in a different type of, you know, it wasn't the confidence. You know, that confidence you saw in the beginning was gone. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, by that point, she she's defeated. It's like, there's <laughs> only two ways out for me. And and one of them is is not good. And unfortunately, that's the that's the route that she goes because, oh, no. You know, that whole thing. <laughs> Pretty much. Um. So, yeah. So, like I say, that happens. But when we first meet Fast Black, Who's getting driven around by uh, his his, I guess his his number one uh, Reggie, and they riding and everything. And okay, this this shit is just insane to me. Where they pull up and to this hotel where one of his girls is, they go upstairs, and the dude is butt ass naked. <laughs> He's basically beat, trying to like beat up this girl. And they come in, ready to try to run over and rush the man. That man, elbow, give him a mean ass elbow to the gut. Well, you know, Reggie ain't shit. He ain't about that. Life. It's like, wait a minute, how's how's my body going? Yeah, all, and fast back looked at him like, damn, you sorry? <laughs> what, the, what the hell? I, what am I paying you for? Here, yeah, what I got you here for? <laughs> so this man, like, like he going to cut this bitch and all this. So black, he try, you know, he tried to smooth everything over. But he just waited to the opportunity. Then he kicks this man in the in the balls, and then beats the hell out of him. And in the midst of this heart attack, <laughs> this man has a heart attack. So right. this is where his ass get in trouble, because yeah, you weren't trying to kill the dude, but he had a heart attack. He died. You was beating the hell out of him. So <laughs> yeah, and the pro- prosecutor they 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 want him off the streets anyway. Oh yeah, well, his rap sheet. Which is insane because they trying to get murdered too, but I'm like, shouldn't it be like manslaughter? But honestly, they, they just wanted to get his ass. Yeah, yeah, he, he tried to get him out of there. But so the whole thing is, our boy Jonathan, <laughs> you know, it's getting close to Monday. <laughs> he ain't got no story, so he just sits there at the computer and say, "Well, shit, I'm a writer. Let me make up some shit. I'm gonna make up some." But if there was anything the movie that ever depicted white privilege, that was it right there. That man sat there, wrote it, made the shit up, and nobody fact checked him. They just trusted him. Well, they just trusted he was telling the truth. Well, you know why? I mean. His boss is, is is this goofy white dude. Oh, oh, I hated him. Every scene, I just hated him. Especially that party. Ugh, that, that party is... His <laughs> wife is about to be out in the streets because of fast black. <laughs> you know, you got some nice titties. I was like, hey, he just <laughs> laughing and don't even know what's going on right up under him. And man, ugh, no flashback. He's probably going to try to take it to the bathroom or something. But, but he's, he's, there. He's, he's about to try to get her to work. Yeah, well, I mean, first he got to he has to sample the goods first himself, you know. Maybe, you know, because that's what it seems like was. Yeah, because he already knew he was there to be, the, you know, the joke. So mm-hmm. I don't know what he would have did. Exactly. So, but it, but it was, so Jonathan he makes up this whole thing, and yeah, he turns it in, and oh, Jonathan, this is great. What? <laughs> hey, it's what scene? I don't know if you ever go back and watch this. 
when the dude come and tell him it's great and tell everybody, just reading in front of everybody, it's one black lady who turned around. She like, this is some bullshit here. Yes, because, <laughs> I mean, look, you know that whole thing, if you know, you know. Yeah. Like, she was looking like, I, I don't believe this shit. And the fact that he gives this, he gives his fake pimp this, of course, probably the most generic black name, Tyrone. Tyrone. Really? Tyrone. Okay. Keep in mind now, fast black real name is I think what uh some uh, is is Leonard or Leon something Smalls. I know his I know his last name was Smalls. That was his real name. Nowhere near Tyrone. But nope. the weird thing about this is the fact that when his lawyer get wind of this story, and it's like, wait a minute, is he writing about you? <laughs> and everybody's like, hey, well, even fast, he's like, he ain't no. writing about. Yeah, Fastback was like, this shit ain't about me. If, if this was about me, I would be dead. That's what he told him. Yeah. Like, because he know. So my whole thing was when the prosecuting lawyer came to uh, John's house, I'm like, what? Because like, I get it. I get what he was doing. He's like, no, I'm not giving you anything. I'm not doing anything like that. But I'm just like, how does prosecutors just know? Like, you don't know. You don't know nothing about the story. This story could be about anybody. And like he said, it's a it's a lot of pimps out here. He ain't the only one. Exactly. But in the fact that Jonathan gets swept into this whole murder trial because of the fact that both sides is trying to use him to, to their advantage. You got the prosecutor who wants to use and say, well, this is this is the person that he's writing about. Look at this story that he wrote about him. And then the defense is trying to use it in the fact that he ain't writing about me. And if anything, we're gonna basically pull a Johnny Cochran and we're gonna sway this this you know thing from being a murder trial about my guy and being more of a this dude is a freaking liar, <laughs> you know, type of thing. That's so they was trying to use both sides trying to use it to their advantage. And, mm-hmm. I, and Jonathan is starting to get caught in the middle of that, and he get caught in the middle of a lot of shit. This movie, <laughs> yeah. All he listen, if that man would just say, "I made it up," all this would have went away. All of it, everything would have went away. But he got too far deep because once he got his show, it was like, "Oh no, I ain't losing this show." Yeah, look, this man is out. This man got fans on the street behind him. As he out here doing the report, they just he got a little crowd of people just standing back there, like, yeah, I'm on. And I'ma say something too. I'ma say something. Christopher Reeves was that dude. I was let's put it that way. Because he had the you know those good looks as far as that white face they wanted on TV for Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't think other than you know the Superman rose. Eating, you know what I mean? Nothing else really caught on. And I think that was just because Superman was so iconic. And a lot of people were just like, well, you know, when I see a new, all I think about is Superman. I think if he would have came around around now, oh boy. Like he would be like Henry Cavill. Yeah. Well, like, you know what? As you say that, it's almost kind of like it's almost like anybody who plays Superman, with the exception of Henry Cavill. That's almost like a like a career curse in a way. Because you get you get the problem with the Superman character, you always people gonna be like, oh, well, it's not Christopher Reeves. And that's what everybody remembers and sees. And and I think 
the Superman role has been done well, like with the TV show now, Lois and Clark. But for the big screen, other than I mean, you can we heard our man is still episode. Yeah. It's just like Christopher, you just that's what you remember. And and back then, I think Christopher Reed just came too soon. Nobody was like like him. Mm-hmm. Like he could, I I could I could be stoic. I could. I could be scared. I could be frightened. I could be unsure. Like he could give you all those emo, all those emotions out. that you need. Yeah, also too. <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> that role never quite came. Other than you know, let me get out of my Superman phase and let me be an actor. Yeah, because he. I mean, he tried it with this. We see how that kind of went. He tried it with that. Um, what was that movie in the early nineties? Uh, Village of the Damned, which was. That, that shit was weird, but unfortunately, I mean, he had an accident like right yeah. around the time that movie came out, and then it's like he was just known for. Unfortunately, you know, it was almost, it was it was almost similar to like a a Teddy Pendergrass situation. Yeah, it was like you knew he you knew he was a star, and you knew he was a movie star, but he never got to basic stretch. Yeah, stretches muscles like no. I understand like Superman's great, but I can do other things too. And and this movie is kind of like the closest thing to that, really. Yeah, because I mean, you like I say anybody who's only saw him as Superman, and then you watch this, you'd be like, oh, like <laughs> he ain't like oh, but he's good in this role because he is swarmy as shit in this movie because he's just out for himself. And, oh, he's very selfish, and, and I mean that—that's real evident with the whole thing with him, you know, the Jonathan and Allison relationship, where you know she's this nice, you know, upper middle class white lady, especially in the eighties. Like even then, she looked like she was kind of too good for him, but you know, he had that charisma, so they was together. And then when he get on with that, you know, with that street smart thing, and it's like, and she knows it's made up. <laughs> that's yeah. and she rolling with it. She's like, oh no, that's my baby. Yeah, and I mean, but okay. First, we're gonna talk about the part where this man. This, okay, no, let's let's go back to where Jonathan meets up with Punchy Part Two. Oh, we skipping a whole lot. Okay. Yeah, we know we are, but there's a reason for that because certain stuff I just, I want to kind of keep together, so. The whole thing with Jonathan and Punchy Part Two, and as I refer to this as the natural woman uh, <laughs> thing, where she takes him to that same hotel, which I guess that's like Fast Black's regular hotel yeah. for his girls to go to. That may be her spot where she, you know, do her business. Yeah. So she takes him up in this room, and you think, okay, what's going to happen here? Like, what is that? Because I mean, we think it was like, okay, he is with Allison. They supposed to be good. So it's like, okay, what is that going to happen? So she take him in the room and she starts, he starts asking her questions and get to a point where talking about her, uh, how she got into, you know, being a, you know, prostitute and all of this. But she starts telling him this damn story, which we don't hear a lot of it because the music starts to kind of fade over it. But basically, she kind of re she kind of reacts. I guess this dude that was like a he, he was a paraplegic or something, and <laughs> he's on the bed. So she wraps the covers over him. No, it was supposed to be somebody that broke their legs and they had cast on their um 
think they had like cast on their legs or whatever. I think that's what it was. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, we we we've been real professional right now. Um <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta you gotta tighten up, man. Yeah, you, you come on, man. Hey man, I'm I'm not looking at my notes actually. So that's that's probably what it is. Um because my phone is actually on the other side and I'm just I'm actually putting the Jonathan right now. I'm kind of going off vibe. Oh no, you saw how that worked out for him. <laughs> no, but seriously. Oh, <laughs> um, so she she started going through the whole story about the dude with broke legs and everything. And she wraps the covers over and says, like, yeah, so when she comes over to him and pull the covers back, she's like, You got broke legs. And she's but at the same time, she's undressing. And it's like this woman is really good at what she do because she's telling him this story, but at the same time, she getting undressed the whole time. And Jonathan, he just laying there on the bed, you know, like a damn deer in the head, like seeing a goddamn blender. You know what's up? He, because he starts smiling. <laughs> he lean back. I, we, he would want you to put your hands up behind your head. He do it time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So, oh, look, at this, look at slimy, slimy <laughs> Superman. It's like, you know what? That might be the title of this episode. Slimy, <laughs> slimy Superman. <laughs> so, so he, and then at the same time, you got Aretha Franklin's natural woman starts to play. Yeah. And, and I, I think the music was, <clears throat> all jokes aside, I think the music in the scene was supposed to be, even though this is a business transaction, Jonathan is making her feel like a woman. Yeah. He's not making her feel like, you know, like I'm pretty sure how some of our customers make her feel. So it was kind of like, oh, no, look how sweet this is. Till this motherfucker creep home looking like a damn dirt bag. Oh my God. And then okay. So yeah, they, you know, they 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 do what they do. This man comes home tiptoeing. Tip yes, tiptoes in like they're kid at the end of the house party. <laughs> <laughs> and you think he gonna take a shower? No, this fool. Goes and lays in the bed next to Allison's sleep, and then just looks at her. Mm-hmm. I like that. Kiss her or something. Kiss her. Like, Ugh! Like you filthy. Like what are you doing? Maybe he was ashamed. Or he was ashamed. He won't. He was ashamed of himself, but he won't too ashamed. Man, take your ass and go take a shower or a bath. Like what are you doing? But that, that, <laughs> that, that, that's 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 the dude. That, that, that that's who she with. Oh. Um, he definitely um was a you know liked her. So, cause I, I just want to kind of get that that part out of the way first because we gonna go back to like I said the whole thing with Allison and him where she just rolling with it, like right. you said she just rolling with. It, but at the same time, in the back of her mind, it's like you know I don't know about this, and and she's not happy because it's like once he meets once he meets Fast Black. You know, he gets like a swagger by himself too. Like, like he's somebody because of yeah. how black he is. And it's like, that even after he had sex with Punchy, he started curling his hair because she was like, oh, you had sex and you just start coloring your hair and everything. What's that girl doing with you? Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of like feeling himself. And then when he is sitting, there, okay, I'm trying to figure out where exactly was that bathtub in, in this apartment because that shit was like in a weird place yeah it was like the bed was right there yeah it was one of those um what do you call those um it's not a condo i forgot what you con i got forgot what you called it but back then everything was just kind of like out there it was weird so the kitchen was on one side the bed will be on the other but 
near the bed would be the bathtub, but it's all one room. It's <laughs> one like, big uh, dupe. I don't know what you call that shit. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? So, so they, you know, he in the bathtub, she, she there because she getting some stuff together. As they know, you get a phone call. She answered the phone and she gets annoyed at first. It's like, okay, because you think, okay, maybe that's fast black calling. It's like, oh, it's for you. And then oh, you find no, out, oh, no, 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 no. You skipping a lot too, but I'm going to let you go. This motherfucker right here, Punchy calls the house. So apparently he gave Punchy the number. She calls and she's like, and, and his girl's like, you know, I think he's busy right now. He can't talk. But the way he looking in the bathtub, he's like, bitch, I ain't busy. Who is that? And then she's like, punchy. He's like, oh, I better, I, I, I guess I better take this. <laughs> like, but it's okay. J- Jonathan was an idiot. Why are you giving this prostitute your house number? Like, what are you doing? Because he thinking she ain't gonna call. I'm thinking he he's thinking like, well, I'll give her my number to be nice because he's being nice. He's kind of what I'm, I'm trying to say this the right way. He is trying to have his cake and eat it too, basically. He's courting her, but I also got a whole ass woman beside him, but think his woman is stupid. Well, to some degree, Allison is a little stupid. Well, well I won't say stupid. She's, she's more naive to a degree. Oh, yes. She's naive because we didn't even talk about this. The opening when he was going out there looking for um, pimps and stuff, yes. he used his girlfriend to his go into this seedy-ass bar, and she almost died that night. This this man is sitting at one end of the bar. She comes in. Now, this John Hinckley-looking dude who probably is going to take her somewhere and, and probably murder her and throw her in the damn river or something, he's trying to creep up on her. Yeah, but, but I'm she so get, low. <laughs> yeah, she he gets saved by this this other dude. It was funny, but that's the same dude that was in um Carlito's way, the one that that killed his cousin. And Ooh, solo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that killed. His, yeah, yeah, this man was out. He was like, "You mind? You don't say no to me." And some random white dude just come and say, "Hey," but I'm <laughs> yeah, but I'm my whole thing was he was like, hey, "Leave her alone," you know. And he was like, "Hey, man, I'm just," but I'm like, "That's your girl, and you were hiding around the corner." You let somebody else come over and basically intervene. Like, what are you Pretty doing? Pretty much luck. Luck saved her life that night. Man, I'm such an idiot. I well knew what I was thinking. I shouldn't have done that. So, yeah, you're right. She ain't too bright either. Yeah, and it's like, you see, okay, all the red flags are there with this dude when it comes to her. It's like, why are you with him? This man put you in, put your life in danger. Oh, but, but I'm just still riding with him because his career's taking off, basically. And yeah, that shit is weird because she was scared to death. This man gri- gripping on shit. Like, oh, everybody go, no, you ain't going nowhere. You don't say no to solo. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, get your ass out of here. But so I mean, so that whole thing happens. But that tells you just like how low this man is that he would actually put his girl in danger like that. And then just watch it play out like around mm-hmm. uh, like, oh. the corner, like maybe I don't know. Maybe she'll get out of this. So the whole thing where Fast Black, he he actually finally wanted, he wanted to meet Jonathan. Because after he read the story, it's like, oh, I got to meet this dude. You know, I, I need to meet him. He's like, yeah, the story ain't about me, but shit, I still want to meet him. because His lawyer, his yeah. lawyer, make, he was like, no. Basically, his lawyer was like, we're going to use this dude. You got to meet him. Basically, play along with this so we can get it so 
we can use him to get you out of, uh, uh, you know, get you off this case or whatever. Yes, but but crazy thing is no, but think about this though. What, what what if that's you in this situation where you make up a story and people really like it, but then there's somebody out there who vaguely like is resemblance of this person that you wrote about. And then you get caught up in, in, in they shit. But that's that's my thing. Fast Black told him this dude Tyrone, man, he would have got killed. So apparently he's like, this story is stupid. This ain't even nothing about me. I I wouldn't do nothing. So he's like, no, this ain't me. Why are we even using this? But the lawyers basically kind of like coaxing him, like, no, nah, that's how we're gonna get you out of this thing. But I'm just like, if he's saying. It ain't me. What are we doing right now? And I well, think that's my one issue with the movie. But but remember though, when he's when he says, "Yeah, it ain't it it ain't me," and even after he meet Jonathan, he was like, "Well, shit, I'm gonna let him write about me for real." Well, that's only because now they he know he they you know they trying to work each other. Yeah, he was and basically Jonathan was like, "My boss would like to meet you." So now he can get his boss off his back because remember his boss at, the, at that dinner was like, I want to see Tyrone. And Jonathan was like, I think we had enough of Tyrone. No, I got to meet him. I got to meet him. But I'm like, at this point, Jonathan, you about to get your TV show. Why are you still working for this dude? <laughs> you got street smart. What are you like? I'm, I'm moving up in the world. Bye. Well, I mean, that show was I thought that show was um, through his uh, boss's network. No. <clears throat> what huh. happened was when they went, I, I, I'm guessing, and maybe I got it wrong, but I'm almost sure when they went to dinner, I think they would just knew each other. And he was telling him, You got a face for TV, you need to be on TV. And then that's how you know, and he, he linked up it up with somebody else. Yeah, he okay. linked up with it, but it was kind of like a working but he relationship. Still, he still got damn deadlines for this. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, why are you still like you burning yourself out? How much street smart? You ain't getting paid for street smart or something. That man, that man wasn't getting paid. Um, you know, they probably had him on some damn uh, one of them old uh, blues musicians uh, contracts. <laughs> yeah, money was going to somebody else. I, I'm subject to wonder how this is going because if he was on, on TV, if he maybe you know what, it's a new show, we don't know. Yeah, um, so one of the first things that that Jonathan witnessed, you know, going out on the street with, with Fast Black is they go roll up on uh, Darlene, who's one of uh, Fast Black girls. And, okay, keep in mind now, Reggie's driving, Jonathan is, is in the middle, Fast Black is on back. passenger seat. It, yeah, it's possible. I remember riding with my grandma <laughs> in the country, and all it was like four or five of us up front. Yes, it's possible. Big-ass cars. The fact that I mean, look, okay, Reggie is not a small man. Christopher Reed definitely is not a small. Yeah, man. Christopher Reed is not like Christopher Reed is taking up a lot of room in that car. And Morgan Freeman is not a small man, but they they get this woman in the car. This like, like goddamn, is tight in here. What the? Why, why are we yeah. all in the front seat? <laughs> like really? Reggie was kind of like he had to turn to he had to kind of like turn his back to the uh, door. Yes, and. But this is one of those moments where Morgan Freeman, he shows like, yeah, I can act because how he first starts talking to Darlene, then he kind of flipped that switch on her and like, bitch, I'll cut you and everything like this. And Jonathan, he going to try to end hey. <laughs> <laughs> i cut your ass too. <laughs> like, what are you doing? 
<laughs> stay the fuck out of stay out of grown folks' business, basically. You know, and John he just sitting there like, oh shit, like a damn child, you know, they're being chastised or something. And it's just crazy how he flipped that switch. He he talks sweet to her, he threatens her, and then he goes back talking sweet to her again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the f-? but I guess that's the life of a pimp, I guess. Yeah, you control their mind. Yeah. That's how you control their body. So all right, all right, Goldie. <laughs> but um so I mean we might as well okay this man, love, I'm I got this plan in the background. This man love you who <laughs> that's all he wanted true. That's all he was drinking was you. I think that was a, a choice. Morgan <laughs> Fruit's like, hey man, you better have some you who on set. Shit, thirsty. So that that thing happened. So okay, so let's talk about this this basketball scene. Because this shit is insane. Nobody gets in my way, you understand? Sorry, man? Nobody! I'm sorry. Put your ass through that motherfucking hoop. The fuck you think you are? Hey, I'm stuck a hole in your ass. You understand that? You know who you fucking with? Do you know who I am? Sorry, man. Hey, look, why don't you give me a favor, okay? Uh, over to Chicken City. Get me, uh, give me some real barbecue chicken pies. All that good shit, okay? Yeah. All right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yo, bro. Keep the change, all right? Yeah, sure. Thanks, man. Who got my glasses, man? Thanks. All right, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. We're playing. All I know that that thing need to be added in somewhere around this point. <laughs> I'm gonna find this. I'm gonna find this scene. Yes, it's gonna be added in. So you know they go to the basketball court and Black just goes out there and just pretty much take over these boys' game. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you know, they they start throwing up a shot. He jumping around, hopping around, like go sit your old ass down. So like, what you doing? But then one dude had the audacity. To block his shot. <laughs> hey man, what you doing? He blocking my shot. You shot. Come on, man. Fuck wrong with you. I'll cut you. That man went the fuck off. I was like, man, what is wrong with this motherfucker right here? But uh before uh that happened, this is the first time they meet up, and his lawyer has got some photographer out there to take pictures yes. of them being together and stuff like that. It's like, so he kind of like building his own little shit on the side. To make it look like, oh no, you know, they know each other and stuff and all this other shit. So yeah, and this is when you see the transition of Darlene. Uh no, sorry, Punchy basically all this time saying she was, you know, working for herself. Nah, she working for Fast Black because he like, bitch, don't you go out there and make some money. She like, oh shit, let me go out here. Like, I ain't got it like <laughs> I, I ain't got it like I tried to make it. I did have it. Like, I'm out here working for somebody. Oh yeah, I'm I'm working, working. Shit. Um, 
but okay so like i told you uh before about i had a real life somewhat situation like that. not me personally i was a witness to this where playground i used to go play basketball at and everything there was this dude that stayed in the neighborhood right and something was wrong with him we knew something was wrong with him but he would he would always come running out there. I'm talking about this is a grown ass man too. He would always come run out there, and if we were playing the game, he just want to jump in the damn game and start just taking shots. And somebody had the audacity <laughs> to do the same thing that this, that boy did to Black. And I mean, this dude beat the hell out of this kid, and it's like, okay, now Black, now fast Black on the way. Nothing's wrong with him mentally but like i said the dude i'm talking about we knew something was wrong with him mentally and it's like anytime he showed up it's like oh shit like you know it's basically like all right we, we got yeah pretty much like yeah you can see look you can have a damn ball at this point just, you know and everything we just let him do it. but so anytime i see this scene it's all i laugh but I always think about that shit because like i said that boy he didn't deserve what happened to him i'm talking about the boy in real life that i, that I knew he didn't deserve but at the same time it's like you know something wrong with this man. Why the hell would you even attempt to like D him up? Because he would want people to D him up. And it's like, I'm not D'ing you up after seeing that shit. Like, yeah, what is guy playing by yourself? Yeah. Then somebody, somebody look at you and be like, we hate to lose. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like to lose. God damn it, Jeff. With some headphones on. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. But but I will say this. Fast Black has a way of where he can go from zero to a hundred and then go back to zero, like in the quickness, because it's like he realized, like he didn't went too far with this kid. He's like, oh, oh, oh hey, hey, yeah, hey, uh, hey, here's some money. Go, uh, go get some, go get some ribs and you know, yeah, and, uh, pies you know, and some chicken. Yeah, yeah, bring it back and you know, hey, and uh, you can keep the change. <laughs> like, what the, like what the hell? Like, wait a minute. Yeah, I only think he did that because uh. Jonathan was with him. Probably did. Yeah, tried to make himself look good, but it's like <laughs> you to terrorize this kid. It's like <laughs> already look like shit. <sighs> so yeah, that whole thing happens. And then okay, so so the whole thing about this party. We we, we gotta get to that party. Cause yeah, like you said, Ted, he wants to meet him and he wants to show him. He wants to show off his black shiny toys to all his friends. That's what I got from that, really. And I can't believe what I'm tripping on is, is you telling me all these people care about this story? All these people read the New York Journal and was like, oh, we really love this story. I'm I'm pretty sure most of them was just there because it was their party. You know, yeah. And it's like, okay, Ted, you know, he he, he the way he is. All right, he, whatever. You know, you know what I mean? It's a party, so what whatever. And we just want to see. Because if you notice. Were too many black people there at this point now, so I think it, I think it, besides fast black, I think I saw maybe what one black girl that come walking by. That it he was, was trying to a few, but it was like maybe one or two, maybe three at the most. Yeah, I mean you could definitely pick them out the crowd. <laughs> it's basically what we said. So, and it, it kind of gave off that vibe where, yeah, he's basically here for show, which he knew that punchy i don't i'm not too sure if she really really knew that but she was just playing her part 
because how she was playing it all up with Ted and just like having a good time and and when she walked in the room, it's like, oh, I know him. And everything. And Ted, like, how you know him? She's like, oh, you know, type of thing. And yeah, it's this scene is insane because I think this is where Allison kind of starts to really realize that okay, Jonathan ain't shit because this man forgets that Allison is even at this party because he over on the side and he started like playing around with punches like what are you doing yeah this man's like googly eyes kissing her i'm like what the fuck you wildin bro and allison she's like i got i'm i'm, I'm out but i look i didn't let this go too far you know i'm, I'm out mm-hmm. which you can't blame her even though fast black over here trying to you know turn a damn uh, yes, i see this, <laughs> trying to turn this old lady out like what are you doing <laughs> Ted, he and she was just smiling too. I was like, "Oh my god, what is happening right now?" That that woman was about to live one of her fantasies. You know, she, you know, she had a fantasy about being with a black man. You know, she maybe perhaps. <laughs> you know, she did. Well, put like to quote John Witherspoon, Ted when when hitting it like no jackrabbit. So yeah, that was that was one of her fantasies. You we just know that. So. After the whole party thing, like I say, Jonathan, he he upset because he can't understand why Allison got upset. Like, really? You can't? Okay. And somehow the three is is Ted, not Ted, um, Jonathan, Punchy, and uh, Fast Black, they out on the street after the party, and they getting something to eat. And, you know, Fast Black, he like, man, you don't think I, I didn't know, like, what this was and everything? You know, mm-hmm. I... I knew I was the joke of this. I knew I was just there for show. These people, they just wanted to look at me and see me and stuff. Ty, well, they wanted to see Tyrone because even Ted at the party kept calling him Tyrone. Like that ain't mm-hmm. his real name and everything. So Punchy, she starts saying something and he backhands the hell out of her. <laughs> and the way she Shut up, bitch. The way she sell it, like yo, she sell it good. She like. Shit, I got him. <laughs> CTE. And the fact that Fast Black, he never take his eyes off of Jonathan. He's like, yeah. So like, you see, you see how this bitch is? Like, like, come on, man. Like, Jonathan needs to come out of his damn fantasy world that he's living in. Like, this is real life. Stop, stop trying to stop trying to be like Ted and live in this bubble. Like, come out of this. You you are out on the street. I don't I don't think it was so much of him living through the bubble. I think it was a thing of he got in too deep while it was it while it's cool and you know he did his thing imaginary and making up stories of what he thought. Now that he's in the real shit, he like he is like he don't know what the fuck to do. He ain't never seen no shit like this before. Yeah. Even when she got smacked, he was like, "Hey, what?" He was like, "What you gonna do?" Yeah, what you gonna do? It. I cut you too, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, it's and it's it's kind of it's funny because side by side, you would think, man, Christopher Rizzo, pick your ass up and slam you on the ground. Pretty much. <laughs> but you know, he that's why I say, you know, Christopher Reese does a good job of selling. Like, no, I'm frightened, and you know, I'm Jonathan. I'm I'm a little meek out here. I ain't I ain't down with the streets. Yeah. But okay, this was crazy. About it. We talked about the fact that Morgan Freeman is fifty. Mm-hmm. Christopher, Christopher Reeves was number thirty-five, and he looks it too. Yeah, he looks it. Maybe you might can say he's a little bit younger. Yeah, you could. He definitely, I mean, he definitely at the time before his injury, he wasn't aging like 
oh, I could tell his age. You just didn't know. But you know, he was, you know, he still kept the you know, women looking at him and stuff. Yeah. And so, like I say, that's, that's it. I mean, that's probably like one of the standout scenes of this movie is that street scene just because of how they play it. All three, because all three of them are good in this scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, because, yeah, you reach the point of Fast Black is showing you who he is right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punchy is showing you that, no, this this is my life. What I showed you before, what you thought, no, this is what I go through. And Jonathan's just basically like, what the fuck? Shit. You know, <laughs> one of them type of things. Yeah. So they end up leaving. He Jonathan goes back home. Allison is packing her shit. Like, man, look. Look, we had a good run, but 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 you've gone too far. We've yeah. come to the end of our rule. And he like, think I'm he basically think I'm stupid. <laughs> and he's still trying to be like, oh, it's you're not what you think it is. It's not what you think it is. And she like, knock it off. Like, I saw, I know what's going on. You fucking her. Don't even lie about it. And he's still trying to kind of like lie a little bit. He's still trying to keep that lie going. But basically, like, where you going? And he's like, I'm going. To, I guess she was going to her old ex roommate's house. Yeah, like Susan's. Like, I'm going to Susan. Like, oh, okay. Well, worst yeah. roommate ever. No, you're the worst <laughs> roommate ever. <laughs> Boy, the right here was <laughs> shit. But that look on his face, like, oh, like, oh no, like, don't leave. You know, I'm like, fuck he you. fucked up. Like, yeah. even when he said she was, when she said you were fucking her, he ain't had nothing. He couldn't say no, I wasn't. He just kind of like put his head up. Oh, shit. Well, if you weren't over in the corner of the damn party kissing all on her, she would have never thought that, you idiot. But all right, whatever. Um, so, so this whole thing it starts to basically spiral because the prosecutor Pike he really wants to get uh, fast black. So and it doesn't feel like something was missing. It, it like does. something else should have happened where like he'd been trying to get him and he just never could get him and it felt like something else should have been shown or done to make us make us understand why this man is like got a hard on for him. Yeah, I mean, because I know I mentioned Carlito's way earlier, but to kind of compare, okay, Carlito's way it starts off with you know Carlito getting off you know getting out of jail and everything and the, the DA he's pissed about that and he just know that Carlito's gonna fuck up again so he gonna be right there to get him that right. made sense you know what I mean that that in a sense made sense but with this this process this DA well assistant DA he just okay well he's he's one pimp out of a thousand that's in New York okay you get him off the street but you still got all these others like what is what makes Fast Black so different from any of the others on the street? You know, so, but I, but you are right. It did seem like there is almost like a story, let's just say a part of a story that's missing because even with him, when he, we're talking about Pike, he goes out on the street and he comes across Punchy and we, she doesn't know that he actually was looking for her because he knew who she was, but he was playing it like he didn't. And when they get, when she get with him and they go back to his place, which is, Oh, it's a nice place. And they go inside and, and then he kind of like, okay, you know, he drops his goofy act and it's like, what can you give me on fast black? And 
that's where the story kind of starts to get kind of flaky because okay there's something missing here because we're not really seeing him too much up to a certain point then he just comes back into the story Mm -hmm. so it felt like it was a part that maybe they cut or some got cut some some had to get cut i don't know for time or i don't know if it didn't mesh or i don't know if we made the film longer they didn't want it to be done i don't know just felt like something was missing and we didn't get to see that so when he comes back into the movie, it's like, no, we we going out the fast black, and I'm putting the full court press. I'm doing, I'm going out the punchy. I'm going out the, I'm doing whatever I got to do to get fast black. Why? Yeah. Like I said, what what made fast black so much different from any of the other pimps that was out there? Yeah. So I think the story falls apart there, and it's something I wonder. I wonder if it was more of a thing of a writing. Yeah, it, it 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 could be. I mean, but like you said too, maybe if the movie early on would have kind of started off with showing black, you know, doing maybe actually murdering somebody, you know, or, or something like, that, or him getting off of a murder, and Pike is like, oh, I'm gonna get this son of a bitch at some point. Yeah, just that little something little like that. Two minutes. Yeah. So, so the whole thing, like I said, and and I actually like I said, this is why I say that Kathy Baker is kind of like my mvp of this movie because doing this part of the movie she really gets to shine because she's playing all these different parts she has to play like oh i'm i'm this convincing you know hottest shit you know i'm the hottest shit on the on the street basically but then when it gets real with the whole thing when pike kind of gets her off in his his apartment and it's like okay i i want to get know what i want on on black and she's like no i I can't do that it's like she's showing that vulnerable side she shows like oh yeah i can be cool if i want to be cool but deep down it's like that vulnerability side is who she really is she just really a scared scared girl on the street Mm -hmm. and just trying to do whatever to survive so she ends up getting out of there and they're thinking like i don't i don't want to do this because if black find out about this he gonna kill me so Pike, he kind of just looking down like, ah, okay, I got to find another approach, basically. I'm going to go back to Jonathan because I need you to turn in your, your damn uh, your notes. Notes. Yeah. I want those notes. You're going to give us those notes. These notes became like an infinity gauntlet. Like, I ain't got no notes. The judge, are you going to give me these damn notes? We're going to lock your ass up. And I'm like, I, I don't know if they're going to go hard for these notes, these these imaginary notes but i guess man, <laughs> man they had no notes he just man, made no damn notes i would have been like oh i don't take notes it was all in my head i got all the information in my head that's what i would have said i don't jot notes that's all he had i did all mental that's all he had to do but no because he he trying to he trying to play it like he's tough that's how he ended up getting held in contempt of court they actually have to go and get locked up and okay when he got locked up and ted come to see him that man Ted did not care about him at all. Are you gonna be like Malcolm X, sweetheart? <laughs> Martin Luther King, Gandhi. I'm like, what is he talking about? This man, like, this man Johnson sitting there, like, are you gonna get me out of here? <laughs> like, like, oh, what are you talking about? Get me, get me the hell out of here. First of all, like, don't give a damn about none of that. Just get me the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. But that man Ted, uh, Ted was the, Ted was the worst. Cause, but. It's bad to say it, but that is how a lot of 
you know, rich white people, especially back at that time, and even probably to somewhat degree today, you know, if they hear a story about a black person, doesn't matter if it's made up or not, they'll believe it because that's their only real interaction when it comes to black people is the stories that they hear about. Oh, so it must be true. So I do feel like the movie kind of depicted him well in that sense of where, yeah, when they don't have any dealings with us at all and they hear a story about us, oh, yeah, it, it must be true. Oh, this is fascinating. It must be true. Yeah. So, so it's like I said, that, that was weird with, with him, but still kind of goofy. So Jonathan finally gets he gets out and and everything but the whole thing with fast black and punch so they have their little moment because once again they had which we didn't even talk about Anna Maria Horsford that much because she only got two scenes in this movie and the second scene is there at her place and she trying to figure out okay you know oh maybe I need to get out of here I know I may, you know, just leave me alone for a little bit, which was the wrong thing to say to him because he's like, bitch, <laughs> get these big ass scissors. He's like, you want me to take an eye? I'll take an eye. I want a right one. I, I cut your nose. I cut your nose off. You want to take the left eye? You want to take the right eye? Come on now, make a decision. <laughs> and then she finally decides to like, take the left one. Like, the left. <laughs> it's like, really? And Cause she's like, I want to get out of here. Like, it's getting too hot for me now because I can't keep up this facade no more. You know, I, I can't keep playing all these different parts. This is getting to me. And he's like, All right, you know, I, I you know, I, I'll, you know, you, you go. I, I'll see you. I'll see you in a week. And everything. So he let her leave. And I always wondered, did, was did she do that on purpose by knocking into the thing over, over that like? Oh shit! This thing really right here because I'm looking back at him. Yeah, I think it was more like I'm looking back at him. Oh shit! <laughs> so and they just left it in the movie. Yeah. So, so she leaves and she goes back to Pike's place, and I guess she gives him like whatever he was asking about Black. She gave him all the information, and you knew something was up because when she come back out, it's like okay. Because like we said earlier, only one or two things going to happen. And she comes out, you know, she kind of feeling good about herself. I guess she was, you know, got that calmness about it. But then Black comes from around that damn pillar and is like, oh, shit. And he killed her. But granted, they don't show it. But I, I don't know about you, but do you think they should have showed it or like showed her dead opposed to them just saying that she was dead? Uh, no, it was fine. You, you already knew what he was going to do once you saw him. Yeah, so because keep in mind now, Jonathan ended up going back to jail because the um, the attorney that Ted had for him, which was part of the the company that he owned, which was the journalism part, which you know that lawyer, he finds out because Jonathan ends up telling him the truth. I ain't got no notes, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh shit! So you made all this shit up, so. They end up going to see the judge and the judge looking over everything like this is like, okay, well, all right, we're going to dismiss this one thing about you, but you still, uh, it, it's something about him being in contempt of court. So locking back up, it's like, 
like, wait a minute. Like, I come here and I'm telling y'all the truth. And Pike is even like, I won't do this. Like, I don't have no notes. <laughs> like, <laughs> so now that he's telling the truth, people still don't believe him. <laughs> he start telling the truth and they still don't believe this man because he already lied. So that's when Pike comes to see him and let him know that Punchy's been killed. And it's like, like, what? why are you protecting him? Like, like, what is it that he has over you that, that warrants you to protect him? Which is true. Like, mm-hmm. why are you still protecting this man? I don't think it's it has anything. I just think he don't want everything he got to fall apart. But it's but it is falling apart. <laughs> I mean, now we ain't got to the point, of course, now it's falling apart, but he still I don't know. It, it, it's more of I don't know. It, I think at first it started off as that conviction as a writer where you don't give out, you know, you're never supposed to give up your source. And then it just went too far because he didn't have a source. He didn't have anything. Yeah, the source was his imagination. That was his source. So so he so when after Pike uh you know comes to see him and let him know about Punchy getting killed. And I forgot exactly what Pike said, but this man grabbed Pike and <laughs> this man hemmed up against the wall like you motherfucker. You know, I'm tired of this shit. I'm locked up now. This how you doing me? So, so he ends up getting out, and this is okay. Like you said, the third act does kind of fall apart because Jonathan all of a sudden gets this conniving way about him, and it's like, okay, well, where the hell did this come from? Because he basically always his his. The thing about it, if you watch the movie, and it, it didn't hit me until I watched it this afternoon, Jonathan is supposed to be the smartest man in the room. And the thing about it, he wanted to outsmart Fast Black. And Punchy already kept saying, oh, you from Harvard. So she kept calling him smart, too. Mm-hmm. And, and his girl was basically like, oh, you think you're just so smart because you don't think I see what's going on. So basically, he was like, fuck it. I'm a out, I'm a outsmart everybody and get out of this, which he finally does because what he do, he he goes he he basically in the van he uses his street smart, you know, you know Leonardo pointing at the TV ah, that's the title, um <laughs> he he uh basically uses his TV show in order to get out of this basically where like oh Darlene is right there. Because he remember who Darlene was, you know, mm-hmm. they they both got threatened to get cut together, basically. And he calls her over to the van, and she's like, "Here's two hundred dollars, and take it aside and give it to Reggie. Like, it, tell him tell him it's from Fast Black and everything." She's like, "I don't know. It's, like, it's all right, you know." So she you goes, owe me. "Yeah, you owe me. You basically like I saved your life, bitch." You know, type of thing. basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she was like, "All right." So she goes inside, and this man here eating ribs or whatever the hell he was eating. And so him and his uh, cameraman got the uh, cameras. Like, all right, now zoom in. Now I want you to really, I want you to get this. You know, so she go inside. She give him the two hundred, and and then she leave. So Reggie, he ends up, you know, a little while later, he comes out. He's like, "Hey, Reggie!" So Reggie come walking over to the van. And everything leans all over the like he's somebody and like he's like hey you want to uh, take a look inside yeah, yeah all right so Reggie he just jumps inside the bed like man they could have been trying to kidnap your ass you just willingly yeah, he, he won't he won't frighten him he was like yeah all right I get it here this uh, white boy ain't gonna do that that's what he was thinking yeah so he looking oh wow this this look dope and everything like yeah, yeah look around he's like hey you want to see something like right, look at this he's like hey that's me on TV 
It's like, idiot. That boy was happy. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, watch this. So he shows him where Dali giving the 200. He said, you know what this look like? This all, this looks like you going into business for yourself. It's like, no, nah, man, that ain't what it was. Like, well, that's what it looks like. So he he's like, why don't you get out of you know, so Reggie, he ends up like, all right, I gotta get the hell out of here because I'm black find out about this, he gonna kill me, type of thing. So, and I, you know what? I I'm with you a hundred percent of how this plays out because fast black he's looking around for Reggie went missing for for a number <laughs> for some days but he's still in the neighborhood but he didn't went missing oh uh, shit so fast so fast black is at the diner where they hang out at and the, somebody comes and say hey you gotta move your car it's like move my car like man oh he's like all right so he gets in he takes off and he sees reggie coming from so he's like hey man where you and it's funny because he looking for because he was concerned like he didn't know where he was he was actually uh-huh. concerned about but Reggie takes off running. so he's like hey so he he flying down the street coming at them Reggie going to try to do some acrobatic shit trying to jump over something and fuck his ankle up ah yeah he, ah, yeah. so black he he like in an alley or something and fast black he got pulled hey man where you where you been he gets out the car and Reggie's so scared. <laughs> this man shoots Black in the chest. And he falls back against the car like, motherfucker. <laughs> that's the look that's on his face. And he falls back in the car dead. And that man Reggie's sitting there with the gun pointed, just sweating. As a Black man, I absolutely hate this ending. But a simple fact that this man used that Black man. <laughs> Black on black crack. Yeah, to, to get get out his get out his his own ish problem that he got his own self in. Yes, and I was like, ugh, disgusting. Now outside of that, that shit was hilarious because I'm like, all right, the bed fast black was not even threatened. He was like, hey man, where you been? And he just <laughs> shot. <laughs> He's sweating. He been on a run. I'm like, oh my god, damn Reggie. But this is what this shit is. Hilarious. I mean, that, okay. That boy was looking like how Tyler was looking at, looking at that damn good guy doll, <laughs> with that that look on his face, like <laughs> you know his eyes just wide open. Buddy was man, Reggie was scared. I get it though, because he didn't know it. He he knows what Fast Black would do. Yeah, even if he thought you were doing something. So I guess that was his biggest fear, because he hadn't seen so much shit being around him. It's like, what? oh shit, I gotta get him before he get me. But if that's the thing, though, why are you still in the damn neighborhood? Neighborhood. Why yeah. the, you just get out of there, period. Well, yeah. he, he don't have no money, so I guess that he got to do what he got to do. Oh, let me just dodge him as much as I can. Pretty he, much. <laughs> he pull up on me, I'm going to take off and run. All right. I mean, Harlem kind of big, so he could have, yeah. I don't know how long he would have kept it up, but he could have did it for a while. So, but but think about it. Okay, if he don't, if he don't, like, fuck his ankle up, he's just going to be running forever? That's all you're going to do? I guess. Just be running. So, yeah. So Black ends up dead, and it's funny that Jonathan is actually the one that reports on the whole thing. And it's like, yeah, Street Smart episode. (laughs) It's like what? So he didn't. So he didn't learn anything. No. If anything, oh, and we didn't forgot to mention his girlfriend getting stabbed by Reggie too. Oh my god. You know, yeah. Okay, going back to that real quick. Allison, 
Yeah, just she's shopping. It comes out the store. This man just walks up to her, puts the knife in her. Oh, excuse me. Right. <laughs> and then she's like, wait a minute. Something don't feel right. <laughs> wait a minute. Where did blood? I'm bleeding. And she just pass out. <laughs> it's like this man just literally walks up and just stands. Yeah, it was one of them jailhouse joints. <laughs> that thing off uh, Dave Chappelle. Oh, no, good. <laughs> I bleed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. But yeah. So, yeah, so like I said, that Jonathan put that woman through the ringer. Yeah, she <laughs> got stabbed. She still stayed with his ass. But you're you right. He he learned absolutely nothing. nothing. He just got smart. He got he got street smart. Pretty much. He he lived up to the title of his 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 uh show. But he yeah. didn't learn anything. Damn uh punchy getting cigarettes put out on a titty. Man, this oh, shit went God. nuts. <laughs> Every Everybody around him suffered a consequence. He didn't. He didn't. He, I kept my show. I kept. I pretty much kept my job. I'm. I'm Gucci. Punchy. What did he learn? Punchy gets killed. Allison gets stabbed. Fast Black gets killed. Reggie goes to jail. I ain't got no more problems. You know what? You know what? Now thinking about it like that. I can see why, yeah, this movie didn't really. He, there was nothing the character for Jonathan learned. If oh. anything, he thought, he, like I said, he just became street smart now. Ooh. See, that, that makes it even worse now when, you, when we break it down yeah. like that. Like, I, my, my side woman got killed. So I ain't got to worry about her no more. My main almost got killed. Killed. But she coming back to me, so I ain't got to worry about that no more. The dude that had me scared as hell <laughs> is dead, so I ain't got to worry about him. And I put Reggie in jail. Only time I got to worry about him is whenever he get out. Oh, no, he's getting out because, you know, Pike probably, whatever whatever venom he had towards Black, he put it all towards Reggie. So Pretty much. Good Lord. So, I mean, that's that's street smart. Um. Before we uh do movie rating and favorite character, anything else you want to talk about from this movie? No, I think we pretty much hit all the beats. I hit everything that we needed to hit. Um, we might have missed a couple of things, some talking things, like little side things, but we pretty much hit the movie on head on. Okay. I mean, one one last thing I mentioned, like I, I brought up earlier, but the fact that Morgan Freeman did get an Academy Award nomination. For this movie for best supporting actor he didn't win of course but this movie is what put like i said it's funny about this movie is that this movie was supposed to be the launching point for christopher reese but morgan freeman just kind of swooped in and said nope <laughs> this is my moment i lost a bad movie because <laughs> that's what this is well actually him and kathy baker if you think about it because like both of them kind of Started doing stuff, you know, going especially going into the 90s. I mean, she showed up in Edward Scissor Hands and you know, and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah, she wasn't. Was I forgot all about that. Yeah, she's the old horny uh neighbor. Yeah, hey, oh, yeah, she was horny <laughs> on that thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, it's like it was more of a launcher pad for the two of them, more so. And then Chris Reeves, he kind of, you know, unfortunately, like he, he, like you said earlier, he never got that. That moment to really shine in a we movie. We got Christopher Reeves too soon. We got him too soon. We got him around this time, but he would have been cleaning up. Yeah. Cause it's like that thing, it's it's like that thing I always say. He could have 
I think maybe he could have been what we see Kurt Russell do. Mm. Uh, and that is, I can do it all. I can crack some jokes. I don't have to take myself too serious. Well, I don't know. We, we might have to see a little more over there. But I just know, like now, and I was talking to somebody, I was like, yeah, where, where is our Kurt Russell at? Like, I know Kurt Russell is still alive. He's still here. But who's the next Kurt Russell who's like, no, I can be the everyday man and also be executive decision. <laughs> I, can, I can do that now. I can do overboard. And then I can do, you know what I mean? Big Trouble in Little China. But then I can come run. And do the thing. It's like, <laughs> we haven't, like, that's rare. That man was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And I think it's, it's unfortunate. It's going to be unfortunate that we, I, I just don't see nobody else like that. I mean, the, the closest, the closest, and that he would probably have to do a little bit more, I'd probably say a little bit more comedy, but I would say Tom Hardy. You know, unfortunately, I would say, I, I would say it's Chris Pratt. I'm trying to, like I said, I'm but trying to, a, you know, yeah. his issues, you know, his issues with that anyway, but you can tell he pretty much that's what Star Lord. Star Lord is a uh, buddy from Big Trouble in Little China. Pretty that's all Star Lord is. He's just doing his Kurt Russell. And the fact that they got Kurt Russell to play his dad. So yeah, you pretty much knew, like, okay, yeah, I was just being you. Okay, I, we get it. Because I mean, but think about this: if 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 Kurt Russell had come along now, he would be Star Lord. Oh, absolutely. He 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 would definitely. Be. He's doing some silly shit. So yeah, Christopher Reeves is uh Christopher Reeve is just I don't know, man. We get he just he was just so soon. It was just like it was something there, but we just never got to get it all. But what we got, I think, you know. I mean, it's it's long lasting. So yeah, it's long lasting. Like Superman's iconic. Everybody's trying to, you know, chase that dragon as far as. Well, I got to live up to, you know, that that was just pretty much the standard barrier. And, you know, that's what I got to live up to. You know, everybody trying to make it their own, but everybody always going to go back to Christopher Reeves. You just can't help it. Yeah, because, I mean. If you're Dean, a certain age. Yeah, I mean, Dean Kane on the show. Uh, well, he ain't Christopher Reeves. Um, Brandon Ralph. He ain't Christopher Reeves. At first, when, when they, they, they made the characters their own, though, you know what I mean? They still made it their own, but it's just like he's when you think of Superman, you think about the way he played it. Yeah, because he I, I feel like he was the epitome of how when people say, oh, like the comic book, you know, he he kind of represents that to a degree. Yeah, to, to a degree. Yeah. Everybody, so, you know, gonna do their own thing. I think the per- closest person that's come to that is um Buddy right now. Yeah, Henry Cavill. That charming warmth. I mean, my no, 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 the CW show. Oh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Tyler. Uh, can't remember his last name, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. From King Wolf. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I remember him when he was a kid when he played in uh, he played Tom Hanks' son in Road to Perdition. <laughs> so, oh shit, that was him in that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, which I, I need Mark to do your dad, buddy. <laughs> I need to do that movie. I need to do that movie one day too. Cause I mean, that's I seen that. Oh, I, I, you know, I only watched it once. 
it's Tom Hanks. So I say, like, all right, I'm gonna be a badass, but <laughs> but um, he was a badass to the end. Yeah, he was. Yeah, damn, damn, Jew, damn Jew Law, looking like a goddamn <laughs> rat. <laughs> and Daniel Craig is in there too. Like, what the hell? Oh god. But um, if you had to rate this movie out of five five uh, Kango hats, <laughs> what would you rate? I'd give it three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be in three too. Cause I mean, is it a great movie? No. Is it an entertaining movie? Yes. You want to see see Morgan Freeman kind of wild it out a little bit? It's dope. Um, and then if you had to pick a favorite character, who you got? Uh favorite is just too easy. Yeah, I want to say he Morgan Freeman, <laughs> and I'm gonna say I'm gonna go say Punchy. Yeah. I'll say Punchy too. Hey, hey, yeah. I mean, Morgan Freeman is who it. He is the reason to watch this movie. Um, but like I said, after watching again for this episode, I, I really look. I'm like, oh, Kathy Baker is actually kind of doing some heavy lifting in this movie too. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. And I mean, she was she was actually she was she wasn't bad to look at either. So, yeah, you know, so yeah, that's my uh, favorite as well. Uh, so Jeff, of course, thank you for coming on, talking street smart with me. Um, of course, now the floor is yours. If there's anything you'd like to promote, plug anything, floor is yours, sir. Hey, uh, yeah, nah, I'm Jeff. I'm gonna do Jeff versus the world with my man, uh, Shahid. Bad meaning bad, bad meaning good with a host of other people. Uh, we getting ready to record. You got served episode uh, <laughs> real soon. Uh, I think Monday, right? Yeah, Monday, I believe. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. So uh, we'll be recording that. That'll be out. I'll probably put that out Tuesday morning. No, probably Wednesday morning. Um, but right now, you can go to Jeff versus the world and listen to the latest hood classics, which is the Lethal Weapon episode. Me and Shahid talk about 1987 Lethal Weapon. Um, that was just fun to do. Uh, this Tuesday, we got Up, Pixar, Disney, uh, which is really interesting. We really got into some deep stuff talking about this movie. I never thought we would get to talking about Up like the way we were talking about, but uh, I can't wait because that's something different. Uh, I think we did a good job of uh, talking about that movie and all the things in that. Um, other than that, that's it. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter. If you want to go and listen to any of my shows, you can go to Jeff versus the world podcast.com and find everything there. And if you listen to me anywhere, iTunes, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to me, and leave a star rating, leave a review, and because it helps us out. Other than that, that's it. All right. And and I, I'm gonna say it right now. I, I think I think up might be your most anticipated episode right now because when y'all announced it up i went like hmm yeah it's gonna be interesting to, to hear y'all talk then like what you just said like how deep because i mean i just said right now me personally watching that movie i was not prepared <laughs> for what i for what i experienced watching that movie yeah it's a very it's a very eye-opening movie if you're a certain age and I think Shahid did a good job of opening the conversation up as far as, you know, you live a life and 
you know, it's not always about the end. It's sometimes it's about the journey. And that movie had a way of depicting that that was interesting. I'll say that much. And anytime I do watch the movie, I still I just sit there try to figure out like how old is that damn Mertz? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah, he's probably a hundred and a hundred and ten somewhere. Like because remember when he was a boy, he was watching him. He had yes. late twenties or thirties. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute, how old is he? <laughs> Shit. And but, but that man was furious when when Carl pulls up in, in Paradise. <laughs> that man was furious. Oh, he was furious. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as for me, of course, on the Twitters, of course, at the J Giles, going under the name Willie Hutch right now, which I got some blowback about that for some reason. Um, I ain't gonna say no names of somebody who who kind of called me out about it. (laughs) (laughs) But for right now, I'm Willie Hutch. I might be Bill Duke by the time this episode comes out. I don't know. Um as far as uh, where else you can find me, of course, on the Instagram at JMT Podcast. And as far as all the episodes and everything, to make it everything just simple, www.tvzonepodcastnetwork.com. We can hear all of the movie talk episodes as well as the Atlanta covers that me and Chris is doing right now. Also, the Grand Slam podcast, the baseball show that me and Chris is also doing right now um, and everything like that. Um and next episode, episode 250, as of right now, it's still somewhat of a surprise. I won't say exactly what it is, but it's going to be an interesting episode, I would say. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun talking about a certain movie. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I am looking forward to it. I know Jeff is looking forward to it, right, Jeff? Okay. You're not looking forward to talking about that movie. No comment. No comment at all. All right. Okay. Well, uh, until next time, uh, peace.